0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. Welcome, everybody, to Harvest Community Church. For those of you in the room, good to see each and every one of you today. For those that may be over next door in our overflow, uh, so glad that you have joined us. You know, we worked really hard to create a new overflow space next door, and it, it, it's pretty great. And so, welcome to those of you over there. Let me give a special welcome, though, to those of you that are joining us online. You know, I have been, uh, actually, most of my prayers this morning, no offense to you guys in here, most of my prayers this morning have been for those of you that are joining us online. And, and I know for some of you, uh, it may feel like it's just been a really long time since you've been able to be in a church building. But I want you to know that you're not forgotten by your God. You're not forgotten uh, by this church, and you're not forgotten by me. I, I, I promise you, my heart and my mind are, are especially on you In your homes today and I don't want you to feel like that you are watching us here have a church service and you're just sort of observing that you are so much a part of what we are doing here and even now I'm asking that you know the Holy Spirit is inside of all believers so the Holy Spirit is in us but the Holy Spirit can also rest upon us and so I'm asking now that in this room and in the overflow, and in all the spaces that you are, if you're in your home, if your family is gathered together in a living room, if you've, if you've got your phone somewhere, if you're on vacation, wherever you might be, or even if you're watching this service later on today, tomorrow, three months from now, I don't know. But I want you to feel in whatever your space is that the walls kind of start to fall away and the atmosphere. Same as in here, the atmosphere starts to change. And already I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to just descend upon us, to rest upon us here, to rest upon you in your homes and rest upon us in the overflow space that we all would know that we are together wherever we are. The church is never going to be about this building. We really built this building. It's just a space. It's not fancy. It's not pretty. Us being together inside the heart of God is what makes us a church, and so all of us gathered together here. Welcome, and I'm so glad that each and every one of you are here. If you're visiting with us, my name is Chris Van Ice. I'm the associate pastor here at Harvest. And Pastor Bud is going to take this Sunday and next Sunday off to get his tank refilled so that when he comes back, he can do what he does best and bring... um, just such a wonderful passion for the love of God. So I will be preaching this week and and next week with you, and I'm glad to be able to do that today. Father, you are so good, and you are so holy. I love singing, Good, Good Father, because that is such a true statement, Lord. And I ask, even now, that each person that has somehow found their way in this room, next door, or online, that, Lord, they just start to sense that you're so close to them, that they have not been forgotten by you, that they are not far away from your presence, but you are right here with all of us. We give you great praise, Lord, and, and I'm just asking that in particular for today's topic, uh, that you just give me all the words. Uh, it's hard to, for me to find words to express the, the things that I know in my heart that I want to be able to say today. And I'm asking, Lord, that I would, just, I would just leave here spent. That everything I have, I would pour out in this next time that we're together. And you would be glorified. And we would walk away from this place knowing how precious we are in your sight. And just how beloved we are to you. I pray all these things in the holy and healing name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. So if you've been here and, and heard me uh, preach before, you never know what you're going to see. It's not buttermilk. That was yesterday. I had pie yesterday. It's just the bag. But there's always, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. So, um, get some syrup. so, okay, we'll get to that in a little while. Yes, those are bottles of maple syrup. And, you know, I told the band the other night at pract- when they were practicing, I came, and I told them I was going to have bottles of maple syrup, and they started with their, oh, you're going to give something away, right? Are we all getting little bottles of maple syrup to take home? Or are we all, you know, trying to figure it out? Warning up front, I'm not giving anything away. <sighs> <sighs> sorry, sorry about that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, because most of the people that are joining us today are not here, and it just wouldn't be fair to everybody else. So uh, you'll just have to look longingly. No, I'm not. There's not a grill going in the background. I'm not going to be having pancakes out here. Um, but I can recommend a few good restaurants if this is just making you all go, oh, man, I want breakfast for lunch. I'm, I'm headed that way after this. That, that may actually do that for you. No, uh, today's message is called Love Letters. And, you know, when I am studying Scripture, every day I get up and I feel like I have a big giant fishing net that I just kind of cast out and see what is going to be drawn back in. I have regular things that I study, but I'm also, you know, I've probably got 10 or 12 books going at the same time, and I never know on a given day what passage of Scripture that either somebody will post on Facebook or somebody will send me in way of encouragement or I just read in a book or a magazine or who knows where you're going to find it. But I'll tell you, there are those moments where, and, and this is good information to you, if you read a passage of Scripture on any given day and you go, that was good, and then you walk away and your mind starts to go back to it. Okay, I'm going to tell you that that's the Holy Spirit working, going, there, there's something in that passage of Scripture that you are going to want to look at. And so this passage that I am going to talk about today in the book of 2 Corinthians, I read it in a book, and wow, God immediately drew me back to that passage. And so I ended up writing a, a blog post about it maybe three weeks or a month ago. Uh, I read a spiritual blog, and I thought... Oh, that's how I'm going to pour out all that I'm thinking about this scripture. When I was done with it, I kind of moved on to the next thing, and the Lord said, oh, we're not done with this passage of scripture, and he drew me back to it. And, he, and, he, and I pondered it for several weeks. So I'm going to share that with you. It's, a ve- it's, it's actually very short. It's just two verses, but it's going to be our key verses for the day. And so if you're following along in your Bibles, you can open to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. If not, it's going to be right up on the screens, or those of you online, it should be following right underneath the picture there. But we're just going to look at verses 2 and 3 of Second Corinthians chapter 3, it says this, this is Paul, you yourselves are, are our letter, written on your hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink. But with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Now that, that really drew me. I have, a, I have a great imagination. And so I started thinking about, wow, we are God's love letters to the world. So now you're like, okay, I still don't understand the syrup, but I understand the title of the message is love letters. I get that part now. So imagine that. Now, we don't write many letters anymore, right? It's kind of a it's kind of a past thing. We we barely write text anymore. It's just all emojis and everything. But in the day, some of you that were in the day understand this, we wrote love letters and maybe received love letters, and they were they were super they were super special and important. And Paul is saying to us, this is the way that the world now is going to know about Jesus Christ. That we, the believers, the body of Christ, are actually going to be the love letters of the church to the whole world. So I want you to imagine. I, I have a really good imagination. So I want you to imagine those. And I can't remember exactly what you call them, but they're, the, they're, they're like those walking billboards that you have over the front of you and over the back of you. And, you know, you can put them on and they say stuff. Imagine... That every single one of us right now has one of those on. And whatever's in our hearts is written across the front and backs of those. And that everywhere we go, that's what people read. I'm just going to let that drop for just a second. That's what people in the world are seeing about the love of Jesus. Whatever is in our hearts being written on there. Some of you are going to be like, ah, that's awesome. And some of you are like, oh my gosh, I really need to be in church. It's a good thing I'm here, right? So I thought about that and I wrote a blog about that and I thought I was done with it. And the Lord said, no, there's a whole lot more there. And I was like, okay, so I thought about that, as I pondered it, I thought about that expression, hurt people hurt people, and loved people love people, right? You've heard that before. If you're somebody that's been hurt, that's what you're going to do. If you're somebody that's loved, you're going to love people. And I thought, oh, that, that's good. Now we're done with this. And I was ready to turn and walk away from this passage thinking, okay, I got it. And he goes, wait a minute. And he keyed me down on that loved people love people. And, he, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, loved people, love people, but what is everybody's definition of love? Because everybody's experience of love has been different, right? If we all talked amongst ourselves, we would say, I would say one thing about love, you might say something totally different. And the Spirit began to just reveal something really profound to me that I think that this is probably true of all of us, is that we know, because we would all say it, right? God loves you. God loves me, right? We could easily say that. We know that. We've always known it. people that aren't believers would even know that expression and say that. But what I think happens is we take that love that we know and we filter it down through all of our life experiences. And when it pops out onto those billboards we're wearing, or how we're expressing it to people, it's a watered-down version of love that's very different than what God intended it to be. Now, I decided to, to, so that you would be able to understand what I'm talking about here, I actually went ahead and, and I wrote some love letters explaining this. Now, for those of you that think, well, she didn't get out the good stationery for the the love letters. I, I want you to know that I have always written everything in my education. If I'm taking sermon notes, anything I'm doing, I'm going to do on a yellow legal pad. If you ever get a letter from me on yellow legal paper, it's going to be a love letter. Okay? So here's the first one. And maybe you'll understand as I read a few of these. Dearest world. Now imagine this is what we're walking around with on our little billboards. Dearest world, God loves you. But love hurts so much. People can't be trusted and will betray you. You may become bitter. No one will love you forever. Next love letter. This is exciting, I don't remember what I wrote on all these. (laughs) Dearest community, God loves you so much, but this life is hard. No one is going to give you anything. No one will help you. Stop crying. Toughen up. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. The only things you will ever get in this life are from your own hard work. you co-workers. God loves you. But he will love you more if you read your Bible every day. He will love you more if you pay your tithe. He won't love anyone who is still sinning. If you follow his rules, you will be better than everyone else around you. And God will love you. Dearest friends, God loves you. But I'm not ever sure if He loves me because I make mistakes and I'm not as smart or talented or beautiful as others. I don't like myself and I'm certain that God doesn't like me. But God loves you, I think. one more here dear family God loves you but it's more important that other people love you your time and attention should be spent on getting others to pay attention to you if you have lots of things and are important in their eyes other people will love you oh yeah and God loves you too Do you see how we can take what is the passionate, all-encompassing power of the love of God, and if we filter it through our own lives, when we tell other people that God loves you, it's so watered down. I'm not even sure it's that believable, is it? And I think we do that too often. I think... What God would want us to do is something other than just loved people love people. Now, I will give you that point at the end, and it will be up on the screen, so you can write that down, what the point is that I think Jesus wants us to do. But now we're going to get into the maple syrup. Now, I have a thing, I, I have lots of things, I, have a, I started a thing a few years ago, I was praying for somebody, Sonia's laughing because she knows I have things. Um, a few years ago, I was praying for somebody, and I asked that, I, I just get real, like, excited when I'm praying, and I was praying for somebody, and I asked that, that the Holy Spirit would descend on them like maple syrup that it would just be that glorious, that it would just pour down over their heads and drip off of them and be so sweet, and no, I'm not going to pour this maple syrup out. So those of you that were in the front row are like, oh, why did I pick today to sit in the front? No, I'm not not even going to touch those. But then I started adding on to that, and when I talk really super sweet, lovey-dovey, oh, I bring on the maple syrup. And we're bringing on the maple syrup this morning because there is something that you need to understand about the way that God feels towards you. And so that's where we're going to land. I'm going to say a few things and then we're going to read, oh, mapley, syrupy, mapley, syrupy? I'm saying it. Mapley, syrupy scripture that is just going to be beautiful on that front. And so let me say, first and foremost, I know. That there's a lot of people that think, yes, God loves me. But it's a little slice of your life. And then you go on with all the other things that aren't working out so great. And I get it in this season that we're in. And I've, I find it when I'm out walking around and I see other people and I pray for them. And I'm thinking, I bet a lot of these people are just hanging on by a thread. Because we know that God loves us, but we think He is some distant, faraway God. Because He doesn't give us everything that we ask for right when we ask for it. And we think sometimes He's far away. And maybe many of you, especially online, but maybe in here and next door too, think that God's not even paying attention to me. He doesn't even see what I'm going through. He's moved on to somebody else, or He's paying attention to somebody else. And I want to tell you that that couldn't be further from the truth that Jesus always meant this to be a passionate relationship, so tender and so individual. He wants to be, and I know that a lot of people will say, oh, don't use the L word, the different L word. Don't use the L word when you're talking about Jesus. Don't say lover when you're talking about Jesus, but I'm going to say lover because Jesus wants to be the lover of our souls. If you stripped everything away from your life, all the things that keep you busy, all the things that you think give you value, all the things that you buy, all the accomplishments you do, everything you do to keep yourself distracted, if you, if you just push that all away for a minute, there's one thing that we would all feel that makes us so the same, so much in common. We would feel this longing, this ache way deep down inside of our souls. You know it's there. A lot of you can't stand to ever be in quiet. Ever. Because you know there's just this ache there. What is it at the end of the day when we're all by ourselves that we just, I need something else. And I'm going to tell you, God created us to be in an intimate love affair with Him. He wants to be the lover of our souls. You want to talk about an epic romance where you are swept off of your feet every second, where you are just so in love you can't stand it, that's the longing. Because that's the way God made us. See, in the garden, we got to walk with the Lord in the cool of the day. Can you imagine... Can you imagine actually being in this perfect garden? We're actually walking with Him in the cool of the day. We were not meant to be separated from Him. And so when sin separated us from Him, that longing, that ache inside of us, and we search for it in people, we search for it in possessions, we search for it in the way others value us and what we can accomplish in life, we, we search for it in our service to the world, maybe I can get it that way, but at the end of the day, we just want to be swept up in an epic love affair. We want to be so cared for and loved in that way. And that's what Jesus does. See, I love it in the in the very beginning when the nation of Israel was wandering around in the desert, God couldn't stand to be away from his people. So what did he do? He said, build a, build a, a place for me to come, the temple, and I'm going to come down and be with you. Because he couldn't stand to be apart from us. And then he thought, no, now i got to send Jesus. Emmanuel, which means God with us. Because he couldn't stand to be that far away from us. And, of course, Jesus had some important tasks to accomplish. He had to destroy the barrier that separated us in the first place. But he also came to teach us. But even then, when Jesus is ascending into heaven, what does he say to the people? He said, you should be glad that I'm going because I'm going to send somebody better than me. (laughs) Who could be better than Jesus? And he said, I'm going to send my spirit the Holy Spirit. So first, it was God the Father was with us, and then Jesus was on earth in person with us, but that wasn't enough for God, and so He said, I've got to be in them. I've got to be that close to them that I am inside of them so that there is not one moment that you ever have to walk away and feel like you are by yourself, that you are always cared for, that you are always sought after, and that you are always loved. And that is the plan that God has for us. So I'm going to read you a couple of passages of scripture, and here's what I want to tell you. I'm going to read from the book of Song of Songs. Now, you may not have heard a lot of passages or sermons preached on the Song of Songs, because it's in one sense, it's a little bit of a weird book. It's very racy, so some of you are going to be like, oh, I'm going home, that's what I'm doing this afternoon. If she said it's racy, I'm going to go home and read <laughs> Read that. It, it's a love, it's love poetry. It's a love song. And, you know, as I, was, as I was doing my research on the Song of Songs, I read some things about people going, I don't, that shouldn't even be in there. They say, like, racy love things each other because it it, it is a story about a man loving a woman and it it is it's very provocative in one sense and people have said that should have no place in the Bible the Bible should not be about that kind of love and I was like who made that kind of who, who made that kind of love who made that epic romance that we want to be involved in and some people will say you shouldn't read stuff like that in church of course we should there's not one word in that book that God didn't intend to be in there. So why in the world would he have this, this kind of racy love story in his book? There must be something that we're supposed to learn from that. So the first thing I'll tell you about that book is, yes, it's a, it's a love song, really ooey-gooey, super syrupy love song between a man and a woman. And there's, a, there's another rival in there too. But pull back from that a little bit. And the book of Song of Songs is a wonderful manual on the covenant of marriage. It talks about the love of a husband and a wife. But when you pull back further than that, this story is really about Jesus, who is described in all of Scripture as the bridegroom. And who is the bride. The church is the bride. So, individually, because we are the church, right? The the building is not the bride, right? So, some of you, the guys are going, I don't want to be the bride. (laughs) Okay, get away from those kind of traditional things that we're talking about. But I'm talking about that Jesus wants to love each one of us. In a romance, in an epic romance where you get swept up and you are told that you are more special and beautiful. Because wouldn't everybody in here say, I would love to get a love letter. I would love for there to be somebody that just speaks sweet nothings to me. Is that an old expression? So, Yeah, younger people are going, what the heck is a sweet nothing? All right, go look it up. <laughs> Google it. Google it after the service. But what I want to tell you is, this is the way that God feels about us. So I'm going to read uh, first, I'm going to read two passages from the book of Song of Songs. But the first one I'm going to read is from chapter 2, starting at verse 10. Now again, this this is like, okay, super syrup. Because this is Jesus. He's not some faraway God who's like, yeah, I love Him. Yeah, I'm going to be with Him on Sunday mornings and the rest of the time, I don't care. I'm telling you, He doesn't have any other concern except your hearts. And He wants to be with you every second of the day. Now imagine what it feels like, if some of you can't remember, I'm sorry, but use your imaginations, what it feels like to just be like ooey gooey maple syrupy in love. Right? You've got to be with them every second of the day. Well, Jesus is like that towards you. 24 hours of the day, seven days a week, every second. He is pursuing you. He is throwing up the most beautiful sunrises and sunsets for you. He's creating these lovely waterfalls. I've seen so many people in their, their wonderful hiking pictures. All kinds of scenery. He's doing things to go, oh, man, I'm so passionately in love with you. That first song we sang today, I asked the band to do that one because it has that one line. God is madly in love with you. I mean, when you are at your core worst, and that, you know, even when you first get up in the morning, you got that, he's like right up in your face going, I just think you're the best thing that ever was. Don't you want to hear that all the time? I do, and I do. Because I'm telling you what, if if you can understand this in your hearts, if you can understand that that is Jesus' affections towards you are that deep and rich and personal, that He cares about every detail of your life, it's going to change the way you wear the love letters on the outside of you. Listen to this. Imagine this is Jesus saying this to each one of your hearts right now. Starting at verse 10. My beloved spoke to me and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one. Come with me. See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. That is Jesus' affections towards you and towards me. You are not forgotten. You are not, not seen. Everything that you go through, he is saying to you, my darling, my beautiful one, arise and come with me. He never gets tired of loving you. He never gets tired of your... I'm going to make the assumption that you might be a little bit like me. He never gets tired of your whining. For those of you that might not whine, I'm I'm whiners anonymous here. I whine sometimes. He doesn't get tired of that. He doesn't get upset when you go, you know what, I keep trying and I'm not making progress in this area. He's still calling you darling. He's still saying, my beautiful one, come with me. You are never going to be loved the way you are loved by Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful thing. Now, I want to read you one more verse from this book. And it's, uh, it's, one, of my, it's one of my absolute favorites. And... For those of you that told me I would probably want to get another tattoo and I said, no, I'm only going to get one and done and you all said, no, that's not going to happen. You're right. I was wrong. I'm probably going to get another one. I'm probably going to get this particular verse right right here. I know, Mom, you're watching and you're horrified. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's online. Uh, I s- thought you'd rather hear it now. <laughs> but this particular verse out of this book... And I know a lot of you, because you've told me you have these, I had never heard the expression until a couple of years ago, life verses. You have this verse that's just like your life verse. I'm telling you right here, this verse should be one of your life verses because this boiled down, this entire message boiled down to this one thing. This is the truest thing that is ever going to be spoken about your relationship with Jesus Christ right here. It's just one line. Because, of course, I'm going to put it on my arm, so it can't be, you know. <laughs> so this is chapter 6, verse 3. Man, I want, you to, I want you to feel this in your hearts. I'm asking right now that the Holy Spirit just starts doing something in your hearts. At this point, we're getting, we're getting close to sort of the end of the message. And I want your hearts to burn. I want you to really understand how much he loves you because this is the truth right here. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. There's not going to be truer words that you ever read about your relationship with Jesus. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. See, when you get real personal with him, When you let him love your hearts the way he wants to in a real personal way, it becomes really intimate and personal. And and there is the word beloved. And not only are you his, he's yours. And some of you have just had this notion... Yeah, sure, God loves me. Jesus loves me. I even have that shirt that says that on there. So, of course, I know that. But you know it all up here. And let me tell you, I've spent a long portion of my faith with the knowledge that Jesus loves me up here. But if you can take this journey from here to here, which is the longest journey you will ever make in life, you will find out that He is yours This is Jesus. He's yours. I just want that to settle down into your hearts. You are so cherished. You are so treasured. You are so beloved by him. He can't. Can you just imagine his eyes? I don't know what you imagine his eyes to look like. I have a picture of what I imagine them to look like and they're just a little bit wet with tears not sad tears tears of such love and passion he's looking at you going "Oh, don't worry about who's sitting over here and who has more talent and who has more this and more that he's looking at you with that kind of love going I am your beloved and you're mine forever and ever and ever and that That's going to change everything. Now I'm going to read you three more verses in a minute, but I want to give you that point. Because it's not just love people, love people. That's not going to cut it for us in this world. The billboards we've been wearing, yeah, God loves you, but there's all this other stuff too. I am my beloved's and he is mine. That changes. Everything. If we're going to change the world, if we're going to love the world, because here's the truth, Jesus was here. Jesus left. The Holy Spirit came down and entered inside of us, which means now it's ours. Jesus handed the baton off to us. You know what, it, you know what it's like in our hearts. I love him passionately. And I still have really hard days. Imagine the people that don't think there's anybody in this world that gives a rip about them. Thousands and millions of people that you know and that I know. And are all we going to say to them is, yeah, God loves you, but because loved people love people. That's all good. Go on about your business. Mm-mm. Here's the point. You can go ahead and put that slide up. This is what I think Jesus wants us to be. People who know they are passionately loved by Jesus will passionately love people like Jesus. People who know they are passionately loved by Jesus will passionately love people like Jesus. So the entire goal of today is to not to make you feel bad about, I gotta go home and erase my sign. It's no no good like that. That's not the point. The point is for you to understand. Here. How epic. There will be no romance. If you're one of those people that loves to watch the romance movies or or any of those things, or you're always searching after a, a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever because you want to find it from a person I'm telling you there's nothing on this earth that's going to hold a candle and there's good love here but there's nothing on earth that's going to hold a candle to the way he feels about you 24 hours a day every second he doesn't get tired of it he doesn't he's not going to change how he does that you are his beloved if we could understand that And know that we know that we know in our hearts that we're passionately loved in that way. Can you imagine how we're going to love other people? Can you imagine how the filter is going to turn around and instead of saying, yeah, God loves you, but here's all this crap that happened to me in life. And so when it comes out and we're talking to people, we're like, yeah, God loves you. It's great. I feel really good about it. No. 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 We were never meant to be those people. We were supposed to be in a passionate love affair with the personal Jesus. And if we could do that, we might write a love letter more like this one. Dearest world, community, coworkers, church, friends, and family, God is madly in love with you. Sure, there are hard things going on in my life, and I have lots of areas to improve upon. But my God chases after me and loves me as I am. With Jesus as the lover of my soul, I can do all things. He loves me like no other. He likes me as no other. And guess what? He feels the same about you. He is all you will ever need God loves you like crazy. Like crazy love. If we would show that to the world. Because we've lived it. There will be hope. There will be joy. People won't just be hanging by a thread. Even in the midst of... Of a crazy pandemic and all the other kookiness. Including an earthquake evidently we had this morning. And before any of you say it, we did not have an earthquake because I was preaching today. So just just (laughs) zip that right out of there. I'm talking about Jesus is just like pouring the syrup over us all the time. and He wants us to be heavy dripping off of us with that kind of sweet affection and care. He's so tender, and he's going to reach out to each one of you individually based on who you are and how you are. Now, I want to read you three more verses that are just super, I mean, there's, there's a million. Oh, yeah, let me get my stuff off here, guys. Sorry. This whole book is filled up with the most syrupy, lovey-dovey language that's ever going to be. I, pick, I just picked three verses. <laughs> can you all go clean my house next? Can you, can you do, uh, never mind. So I'm going to read you three verses of just the syrupy, lovey-dovey, and I hope now that your hearts have been tenderized to the point that you can receive these in the way that they were meant. There's not a word in this book that wasn't carefully scripted and crafted knowing that you would be here today or listening today and hear these words meant just for you. Yeah, you. First one is Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Can you feel those words in your heart? With the love that was intended behind them? Here's another one. Psalm 18 verse 19. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me. Why? Because he delighted in me. When's the last time somebody told you that they delighted in you? He's wanting to tell you that all day, every day. And one more, another of my favorites. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. The Lord your God is with you mighty warrior who saves he will take great delight in you in his love he will no longer rebuke you but will rejoice over you with singing when's the last time somebody rejoiced over you with singing he's doing that all the time that much in love with you if your hearts aren't burning yet and those of you online, I've been told that this is how the internet goes, and when people watch something live streamed at an hour's point, there's just this strange thing that happens, and they just, they just leave. Hang on, guys, because this isn't the last song. This is part of the sermon. I'm telling you, hang on. So if your heart's haven't burned yet with how much he loves you, I asked the band to learn this song. It's one of my favorites, and it... It's interesting because it's a song that is done in the, I guess, third person. Or I don't. Know. It's God speaking, God the Father, singing this song to you. Now we're not going to stand and sing. I don't. You don't even have to sing. I want you to sit, and receive, the words in your hearts of a God. That loves you with no bounds. And realizing that He desires more than anything in this world to be the lover of your soul and for you to be swept up into the most epic romance that you're ever going to know yes you are that loved thank you for joining us today if you've enjoyed listening be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next week